Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the BestOfProds.com anime and manga podcast. As always, I'm dead. Joe, today, we have a brand new motherfucker. What's going on, guys? I am Flipotaku. Uh, I am on YouTube mostly, uh, but I got hooked up with Death here and uh, super excited to be here. Yes, like as she said, this is Flip. Yeah, we're just going to be talking about fucking regular shit. Just, it's the anime podcast as it is. And we will not be addressing that Dragon Ball shit because fuck that noise. Yeah, let's, uh, I, well, I said we should talk about it, but I think now that I said that, I was like, we should definitely stay clear of that because uh, that is a trash fire. Funimation is kind of a trash fire right now just with the amount of shit that's happening to them. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, like, in my anime collection, the majority of my stuff isn't, like, I barely have any Funimation stuff. I don't have any of the Shonen or anything like that. So it's really, really weird, uh, like, I see people on Twitter being like, I'm not buying any Funimation stuff ever again, but their licenses, the only stuff I have, I think, is you, you is Yu Yu Hakusho. So, uh, it's going to be weird to see how they try to get this covered up or see how, see how, see they, how they deal they, with it. See how they kind of move through the waters of this. It's like, hey, everybody, we've heard your opinion, and now we've recast the entirety of Dragon Ball. That would be uh, that would be no good. That would break my heart. Yeah. Now as the voice of Goku, Laura Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been watching or reading this week? I am so glad you asked. The fucking Isekai, God damn it! Which ones? So three new ones this week. Anime wise or manga wise? Manga wise. Oh, God. You're new here, and you'll come to realize this. I'm much more of a manga guy. Oh, me too. I have more manga than I have uh, anime. I think the only anime I've watched in the last five months have been assorted clips from Haikyuu. Uh, so, uh, what isekais are you, wa- are, are, are you reading um, the time I got reincarnated as a polar bear? Uh, no, I haven't actually gotten around to that one yet. So one of my friends who's like you loves isekais. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't and love them. They're fucking terrible. Yeah, that's how I feel about them. But every time... So the only isekai that I've gotten into recently is technically 12 Kingdoms, which is an anime uh, that is based off a light novel series, but... It came out, and I think in the late '90s. Bro, we're talking about Isekai. You don't need to say it was based off a light novel series. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, it's just so weird because hell, pretty I, soon, I, hell, pretty soon, our conversations about Isekai are going to be based off a light novel series. Uh, is wow, God, what's that? What's that anime where it's a fan? It's a, it's it's definitely an Isekai, but uh, there's like mechs, but they're like made from dragons. Uh, knights, knights, uh, possessive and magic. No, uh, Escaflone, is that based off of a light novel series? Uh, probably. I, d- I don't know, man. Yeah, I got I got so, these things to talk about, so it's just fucking... I... So, dive, so dive into the amazing world of Isekai. Okay, so one thing that I harp on all the goddamn time is the things that I look for in Isekai, at least nowadays, are the off-brand stuff. The stuff that is like like the majority of Isekai stuff is fucking loner nerd boy 
gets fucking dead and then ends up in a ends up in a fantasy world similar to a video game he was playing or something along those lines where he has this stupid awesome cheat power. Yeah. And then from there he has no personality and develops a harem of women who want his dick. And then one guy who also wants his dick, but is like way more low key about it. Yeah. Just basically it's sorted online, but typically better written, even though it's worse. So what are your major reads this week that are that are isekais? So all of them are Okay, so two of them are off-brand, but one of them is only off-brand in the fact that it is a more female-centric isekai story. Okay. But starting with the off-brand stuff, um, isekai, isekai, nobu. What is the English name for that? Um, essentially, another world bar named Nobu. <laughs> so, wait, is it that bar one where it's like the restaurant or whatever? Kind of, yeah. Like this, like it's like it's in it's in this fantasy world where they have their own fucking lore and politics and everything that's happening. And then just all of a sudden, there's just a fucking Japanese restaurant in it. They walk inside, like they head inside, and then it's like, oh, it's cool in here because they have air conditioning. I don't know what that is yet. Hey, give me a beer, and they give him beer, and it's like, holy shit, this is cold. What the fuck? And they serve him traditional Japanese food, and the back door opens up into modern Japan. It's just for whatever, just for whatever reason, the storefront opens up into a fantasy world. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Why do you do this to yourself? Because I hate myself mostly. So why, like, you could be reading so many good mangas, so and I also books, am. But, but you're also <laughs> you're reading stuff that sounds awful. Yes, yes, I, yes, I am. But here's the thing: every once in a while, you need to feel like shit. Every once in a while, you need to just bathe in loathsomeness. It's the same kind of reason why every couple of years I'll read Gantz. Oh, dude, that's like one of my favorite. That's my second favorite manga of all time. I love Gantz. Okay. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Gantz. I read Gantz to feel hatred. Why? Like, okay, so let's, all right, let's, let's talk about Gantz for a second, okay? <laughs> Fuck. I fucking love that series. And I don't, like, I kind of get the hate. It gets people shit on the ending. I think the ending is probably what could have been done with that story. Like, I, I don't see any other outcome. I have tried um, reading that thing three times. I have never reached the ending. The can I can I tell you what happens at the ending? I do not care. Okay, so what part do you get to? Because uh, aliens come to Earth. The furthest right? I've gotten is the vampires. Oh wow, wow, dude. Okay, so one vampires never get mentioned. Like, don't get talked about why they're vampires. So that's yeah, no, fun. It's just hey, here are some vampires. They're working for the aliens. Why? Did you get to the part where uh, one of the characters puts on blackface and goes into the goes into Shibuya station and shoots everybody? Yep, that happens before the vampires. Okay, so the ending is aliens come to Earth and they're going to take over the planet and they're going to turn like they're huge. They're like 12, 15 foot tall creatures and they're going to use humans as basically zoos like they're going to like put them in zoos and uh, Kai uh, goes up into the spaceship, battles their leader blows up the spaceship and then uh him and somebody else crash down to earth and it's a happy ending uh but kai gets cloned have you get to that part nope all right so you know that hot pop singer that's in there she's in love with kai 
Is she uh, is she the so, one? He, is she the one he fucks in the hallway? Yes. Nah. Yeah, I think so. But she gets enough points to where she can bring someone back. So she brings back Kai, but then Kai also uh, is still alive, like because he he got out. So he gets out and he's living a normal life, and his memory is wiped. But that girl is still in love with him, so she brings him back. But it's a clone of Kai. So at the end, there's just two Kais hanging out, and uh, I honestly think it's one of the most beautiful stories ever told. I love Gant so much. There's just uh, Oku. He's just um, he's um, he's a horny man, and uh, he just he shows it off in his art. I think his I think he's fucking crazy i'm much more of an inuyashiki man myself you know that's that dude okay so inuyashiki from start to finish really solid series but it doesn't like gantz is so wacky the thing that i kind of love about the thing that i like makes me like actually want to read inuyashiki and not just wallow in runs wallow in the fucking like dredges of human emotion is the fact that Oku writes very nihilistic characters. Oh, yeah. And his stories are very nihilistic. And for the most part, I can get behind that. Like, another thing you'll come to learn about me, I read a lot about murder. Yeah. uh, There's lots of of dead children. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, manga-wise. Oh, okay. (laughs) Reality-wise, I kind of, I follow the news a bit, so I also read a lot about dead children, unfortunately. Yeah. That's part of being in America. You gotta I'm in Canada, son. Yeah, but you can you can just put your ear to the ground and hear the gunshots. Yeah, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, Oku just writes these spiteful, hateful characters. Pieces of shit. Yeah, but then you look over at Ibiyashiki and there's and it's that world with one, arguably two good people. Have you read Gigant? I have tried reading Gigant, and I like I, the release schedule for English release at least was very weird for a while. So I ended up falling off it. So it's getting an official English release, and I don't know if I should pick it up because it's one of the works where I like could not get into it, and I don't know if it's because the English translation was just shit. So should I like wait and pick up you know an official? Uh, I I think I think Kodansha is putting that out. But man, that is such a fucking weird series. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. so weird, and it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. I just, I think Oku needs to do the art, and somebody needs to write the story. Yeah, like that's one hundred percent fair. Like his artwork is insanely good. And that just, motherfucker like, is one of the best artists out right now. Yeah, of all time, and his writing is just like, just like you said, he writes these very bad characters but it's almost to the point where he's just like showboating how evil he can make his characters Basically. and i would much rather have someone like i don't know urasawa write a story and have oku uh draw it i think that would be like a wet like a uh like a wet like a wet dream come true just imagining now oku doing like a very like Fujoshi bait Yaoi series. 
Oh, well, he did. He did do hentai originally, I think. No, I mean, I mean, like written by someone who does those series, but just with his art. That and, would and just, sell. And that like, would be huge. Oh God! Okay, I thought of an even dumber. Thought of an even dumber idea. So What's he do, so he does that, but then actually printed into the thing every once in a while is little red splotches as about halfway through the story, it turns into the manga artist slowly losing his goddamn mind and health deteriorating because he has to draw these fucking series. I mean, that's actually real life, though. That's actually what happens. Yes, I know. And it'll be awesome. So back to get back fucking to meta on this guys. shit. Tur- well, make, have- make fucking Bakuman, but make it way darker. I think Bakuman sucks. Bak- fuck you, dude. Pokemon's amazing. <laughs> I think I think everything those guys have done has been pretty meh. I uh, Pokemon is I love it. It's all right to love it. I just man, I Death Note. I tried to like the like the manga. Just couldn't get into it. Um, Platinum Mend is just trash. And then yeah, Pokemon. Pla- I've tried reading multiple times. I just could not. Get into it. Yeah, Platinum End, I could never get into. Uh, Death Note, I enjoyed it at the time, but it was very much a self-congratulatory series. It's like, oh, we're so fucking smart. The anime is good. Yeah, and then I I, I got into the Bakuman anime, and it's one of those series where... It's one of the few series where I will prefer the anime over the manga. Well, I'm going to check out the anime, then. Because I've been on a more of an anime kick. Because uh, I've read thirty volumes of manga this this last month. Oh, nice! And, uh, to me. Yeah, so it's just <laughs> it's been. A, I started four new series. Yeah, I think I think I started four new series in the last week. Jesus Christ! Uh, I went on. Uh, I went on. So every year, uh, for people who don't know, I run a restaurant, and uh, every year we go on a break for two weeks. And I went to Florida with the wife and kid, and I went to my first Books a Million. Uh, went to uh, a couple other bookstores, but Books a Million had the largest manga selection I've ever seen out of any bookstore ever. Like it was from it was one side of the wall all the way down to the other one, and and it was in alphabetical order, nice. and it was beautiful. Like they had everything I could think of. Uh, I picked up Glyphnir, which had Atelier. Um, Kaiju Girl Caramelies, have you heard of that? I have not. It's actually so I my so my friend uh Mike, who's also on YouTube, uh, he likes Monster Girl series, like Monster Masume, um, stuff like that. Uh he he always tells me to read Monster Girl series, and I'm like, no, because I just can't get into the sexualization of these weird creatures. So I picked up Kaiju Girl. It's about a girl, uh, she's not sexualized at all, and uh she's in love and she's going through these hormone phases because she's a young kid and when she is feeling too hor like feeling too hormonal she turns into basically godzilla uh and nobody knows it's her it's super funny uh there's a lot of like easter eggs for like ultraman uh mothra uh godzilla of course and just like it's super funny it's very well it's very well written it's the art's fantastic and it's put up by impress and it's one of the only times that i've been like you know what I fucking like a Monster Girl series now. Like, I actually am digging this. Uh, I would recommend getting it. Uh, the release schedule is really weird. The first volume came out in, like, March, and we don't get the second one until, like, November. So, like, huge stretches of time are going past. 
between these two books. Cool. So Nobu. <laughs> yes, Nobu. Yeah. So yeah, we were. I don't know how we talked about Gantz, and then we talked about, but Isekais. Back to back to back Nobu. to trash. Back to trash. Yes. Yeah, so Nobu. Um. Yeah, this is a very low key series. Like for a lot for a lot of series, um, I will say that I need a plot. Like I will need forward. I will need forward momentum. Like I can't get into a whole lot of like slice of life stuff because of that. Just because I need, I need things to happen. Yeah, and in this one, things don't really happen. Like it, it is. It does feel very much like a slice of life thing. Like we do learn. I think the thing that's mainly keeping me going is the very very slow drip feed of like world building that they're doing. Because like not only have they established not not, not not only are they establishing the fantasy world that this takes place in, they are also establishing more how this came to pass. Because I'm pretty sure that both the people like there are two characters who run the shop. Uh, it's the chef and a waitress. Yeah. And both of them kind of know why this happened. Like they have a little shrine set up to a goddess of some kind. And I don't think they've ever just come out like I don't, they may have just come out and like said it or they may have just like, you know, hinted at it a bit. But the goddess that they kind of like have this little shrine to is the one who connected the, them to this world. For reasons that I don't know if they've gotten into yet. So how uh, so how many volumes did you read or chapters? Uh, chapter wise, I have read every chapter that is out right now. Oh damn! Yeah, let me just check how many that actually is. It a, is. is it a quick read? Uh, I, I I think so. You you probably burn through this like you can either burn through this pretty quickly or you can just kind of like sit down and read a couple chapters of it, they move on through day. It is a very light series that is largely focused on the characters and them reacting to modern day Japanese cooking. Does it get into the food at all? Like how yeah. cool the food looks? Oh, yeah, a little ooh. bit. Yeah, yeah. It's... I like I love food manga. Oh because yeah. I like food. I like I like make food every day. So when I see like I don't know, food wars or something like take it over the top, it just makes me laugh. Fuck, fucking fucking Soma. Fucking fucking Soma. So that series ended, right? Yes, it did. And then it, and ended, it ended again. On a bad note. Like people weren't happy with the ending? No. Well, yeah. So A, people weren't happy with the ending, but then B, it ended again. After yeah, after the series ended, it then had a three chapter epilogue. And then and and then it finally ended? Yes. Dude, that's like one of those series where I watched the first season. Loved it, and then just never consumed any anything else from it. I watched the first, so I started reading it. I read, I read all of it, like beginning to end. Uh, I watched the first season. I watched the notably worse second season. I think like an episode of the third season, and then and then I was done because the third season was trash. I think uh and the wasn't show, the original artist for Food Wars a hentai artist? That makes a lot of sense. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, that 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 tracks. Cuz fuck, that dude was horny. We all are. 
It happens to the best of us. Yeah, fuck, fuck that show. Fuck that series. So besides, besides Nobu, what else have you read? Okay, uh, so this is this next series is going to be a fucking bitch to say. Isekai de mofo mofo nare nare suru tamine gambate masu. What's the uh, what's the English translation? No fucking idea. Wow. Because the two <laughs> listed English names are both wildly different. What are they? Okay, let me just. Da, 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 da. All right, yeah, I got to fucking eh. look these fucking things up. I'm doing my best to make myself home at another world, and and I'm working hard to do Pat Pat the Pluffy in another world. Of course, that's of course that is the name of an isekai. Yeah, that is. I actually went on a rant a couple weeks ago about the naming of all this shit. Like, I just had a meltdown. I was like, why the fuck are there so many? Like, there's one where the person turns into a vending machine. Sure. And uh, and I've heard people be like, oh, but it's good. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't trick me. You can't get me to buy the vending machine manga based off the vending machine light novel. Yeah, so this is one of the few uh, shoujo isekai series. Shoujo? Yeah, shoujo. Were, uh, did, did you see the conversation on Twitter about demographics? Uh, I think I saw a bit of it. Yeah, so there was like a huge debate about demographics. And honestly, if it's good, just fucking read it. You know, it. It doesn't matter who it's for. But a shoujo isekai sounds awful. Is it awful? Not really. Is it better than Nobu? No. So it's Maybe. Bad. I, I don't know. They're kind of not really equivalent. So what is this one about? This one. Uh, a woman fucking dies. And then the god, and then a god comes down and is like, "Yo, I'm a reincarnate you because this is an Isekai series. What you want to do?" And, and then the girl and the woman's like, "I want to fucking love animals. God damn it, animals fucking hate me. I want to pet them." <laughs> He's like, "I right, cool." And then gives her the power of being loved by every species of animal and non-human. That sounds cute. Yeah, and then the series is about her as a one-year-old. Uh, like one years old? Yes, yes. The, the character is currently a, I believe like a, she's an office worker in the body of a one-year-old. That's weird. Yeah, and then it's just her fucking in this fantasy world as every animal in existence surrounds her like a Disney princess. Have you read anything good? This last couple of weeks? <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have. I'll this get sounds to, I'll, awful. I will get to them. Okay. Again, this is this is another one of those like slice of life kind of things where it's just very low-key and cute. Does not sound good at all, though. I don't mind it. Again, See, like, I think again, like I wasn't sitting I, down, I wasn't sitting down doing like a deep critical analysis of this. I'm like, hey, I have an hour to kill and I don't care what I do. Let me just go over the fucking isekai tag and hit random. What do you use to read all these, uh, these isekais? Uh, manga decks and manga life. Now are those, 
scanlation sites? Yes, they are. Okay. I'm on I kind of like scanlation sites depending on how they operate, but uh as long as it's not Manga Rock. Yeah, we'll we, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, neither of these sites have asked me for money yet, so I think they're all right. That's good at least. Yeah, I I can't really I don't really have anything else to say about this one. It just kind of is like, it's just there. Yeah, the weirdest thing about it, though, is this fucking tiger. There's a tiger? Yes. Uh, so one of the things they set up in this world is this idea of divine beasts, basically creatures that creatures um, that kind of connect themselves to a master and then only respond to that master. But because she has God powers of being loved by animals, they also love her. Hmm. So one day, like she is like, she's like, she's reborn as the daughter of a noble family and they, and they, and they like go to go to the fucking capital to do fucking work or whatever. And then she's like, I'm bored. I'm gonna go outside and see what's up. Oh, Hey, a fucking tiger. Want to be bros? Does the, does the, uh, does the tiger talk? It does not. So it's just like a normal tiger. It's a normal tiger with human eyes. Uh, Giant human-like eyes. That's uncomfortable. That just stare. That's very uncomfortable. Yeah, like, I'm looking at the cover of like the first of the fucking first volume right now. Uh, I will see if I can send you the image. But yeah, uh, the tiger looks disconcerting. Oh, God. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Nothing else in the series looks like that. God, if you were to tell me, think of the most generic thing possible, this is what my brain would come up with. Not nearly enough bubbles. Yeah, there's no bubbles, but God, that tiger is unsettling. Yeah, just for anyone out, for the folks at home, uh, the tiger, it's, the way it's drawn, it, it looks like a furry. Oh yeah. Like very flat faced. Um, the, the mouth is like the mouth and nose are kind of like any position that are a bit more human ish with the very large human style eyes for the head. But it's all, it, it is so disconcerting. Yeah. That looks awful. Yeah, awful, and awful, awful. yeah, there are about four chapters out of it. I'm probably never going to read any more of it, but that's just kind of the thing. It's just there. The final nope. Isekai thing, which this is, this is the other kind of off brand, but mainly because it's not shown in thing, which I get where you're coming from with like talking about demographics and okay, read what you're into. Demographics have stereotypes. They have tropes. Oh yeah, battle shown. They're almost genres. Yeah. And the last piece kind of going to talk about, and hopefully the last one we talk about for a while. But let's be honest, it won't be. I'm a villainous daughter, so I'm going to keep the last boss. God Fucking damn it! A plus names <laughs> again. 
<laughs> what is this one about? Hey, the fucking lady wakes up and she's in an automated game that she loves. Well, that sounds awful. Dude, you need to stop reading these stuff. These these series, you you need to take your time and invest in some good manga. I have I have others that aren't these. It just seems like you're torturing yourself. <laughs> I largely so am. Bad. I largely am. But the God. last few things we talked about won't be torturing. I'm not torturing myself with. Okay. Well, one of them I am, but. Uh, so. Yeah, the. This is actually a thing that I have noticed. There is a growing number of where it is. A lady wakes up and she is the villainous in an Otome game. And then. And then either through accident or through intent starts fucking up the path that she's on. Like, uh, like they'll end of the game and then I'll, I'll go, Oh, okay. I am, I am currently on the path toward the villainous having the bad ending. I'm going to change that. And so what happens in this, in this uh, one, um, she was, she was engaged to the prince or whatever. And then the guy's like, and the prince is like, yeah, you fucking suck. I'm going to date this other lady. And then, then like annuls the engagement. And now she has gone off into the woods to go try to find the demon king, the brother of the prince she was engaged to, and convince him to not be evil. See, this stuff just sounds awful. <laughs> I just keep listening to you say words that just don't make sense. And then... <laughs> You just tell me it's an isekai. Yeah, yeah, that's basically isekai. That, that is that is what this that is what the genre is. It is me but describing not all things. Bad isekais, though. Just oh like, no, there there are. It, it seems like in the last eight years, like a handful of years, people have, creators have just been shitting them out. Yeah, of course like, they fucking have. It's the new exponentially. It's, it's the new battle manga. Yeah. Yes. It's the new battle show. Yeah. One 100%. of these. One of these fucking isekai series, like one of the first ones took off and exploded into insane popularity. So now everyone is like, all right, I have an East Guy thing. It's an East Guy thing, but he ends up in his world with a smartphone. This guy ends up in this guy ends up in another world, but with a truck. With a truck. Oh, uh, did you see the one where uh, they're 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 like YouTubers and they get stuck into another world? That's like that's getting an official English release. It's these YouTubers Fuck. get stuck into another world and they have to like edit their videos and stuff while they battle the bosses. <laughs> I don't know what the name of that one is, but I saw it. I I, I saw it. Read the read the uh, read the uh, read the uh, premise and was like, "What the fuck?" There's a bunch of motherfuckers battling a minotaur, and it's like, "Hero, what's the matter?" It's like, "I'm sorry, Adobe keeps crashing." <laughs> I'm trying to render, but the RAM on this computer is terrible. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Just a second, I'm color correcting. So tell me something you've read that's good. You got the isekais out of the way. Okay. So this one I fucking love. And it is... It is not an isekai. It has similar trappings to one, though. Including a similar title. What is it? My daughter became an S-ranked adventurer. Uh, Why? Because this one is actually fucking great. What is this about? So, um, Belgrief, he is a former adventurer uh, who lost his leg when he was like the lowest ranked possible. And so now he spends his time just kind of as the local cop of a small medieval village. 
He just goes around and like protects the village. He he you know teaches kids about the about you know what's happening around him and stuff. He does all the other shit. And he one day while out in the woods finds a baby, and it's like oh okay. I guess I'll raise you. And then ends up raising her. And then she leaves to go become an adventurer. Five years later, he has not seen her since. And she has become the best adventurer in the kingdom. And so she has finds a, a baby. Doesn't take care of the baby. No, he does. He raises it. Oh, he does. Okay. So he raises the baby. She becomes a great adventurer. And yes, is this an isekai or is this? It in is like, not. It is. A, it, okay. As far okay. as I can tell, it is not. It is just a fantasy it sounds series. Sounds like one. Exactly. That's the thing. Isekai has gotten so goddamn popular that fantasy series now can't not be isekai. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So the beginning of the series is largely a is is largely just kind of like a comedy where Belgrave is kind of at in his village doing things. He's just like living, living his life, trying his best to be like a little provincial cop or whatever. Meanwhile, Angela, his daughter is in the big city doing everything she can to try to get the fuck home because she has vacation days, but monsters keep showing up and fucking with her vacation plans to go see her dad. (laughs) See, none of this so far sounds intriguing to me. I know it is a hard series to sell to people. I think because a thing that doesn't get across in just describing what happens is the emotion and energy of the art behind it. Because this is based off a light novel series because fucking of course it is. But in the manga itself, it all feels 100% genuine and warm. That's good. Like, like the way Belgrieve looks when he thinks about his daughter or like, you know, reads his daughter letters and stuff. There is genuine emotion that artist is putting behind that dude's eyes. Uh, while the... While these stuff about like Angela going like, oh man, my dad's the fucking best. He's awesome. And screaming about her fucking dad. While that is 100% played for, you know, the most outlandish comedy possible, given the art style and the limitations of the story, there's still stuff happening. And it recently came back after a bit of a hiatus. And they've started to get into the actual plot of the series now. Where there is a, so in this world, uh, there's a dude named Solomon, probably some relation to the famous Solomon. But yeah, and he created essentially the, and he created the demon lords, these 12 shadow beasts of immense power that'll fuck up the world. And it's up to adventurers to stop them and stuff. And they are, and like in the, in the buildup to the recent stuff that's, that's been happening, uh, they have been planting seeds about this organization. This group of people who are trying to bring back the Demon Lords. It's always Demon- with the Demon Lords. Always with the Demon Lords. But they're actually kind of interesting in this. Because the first Demon Lord we meet is a small little shadow stick man who, who is begging for his mommy. Before freaking the fuck out and trying to kill everyone. Is, is he a bad guy or a good guy? We don't really know. He's ostensibly bad because he wants to because he's trying to murder shit. But he has like a he has like people worshiping him. And they're like, hey, worship demons. They're great. <laughs> Better than this fucking god shit you're doing right now. Fuck. Yeah, and like they're actually having a plot happen. Which that's great. Like I like it was honestly, it was actually up until like chapter 10, nothing had really 
progressed with the main story. It had largely just been it largely just been Angela talking to people about her dad and then those people meeting her dad and being very confused about the difference between what between what they saw and what Angela told them. Because Angela Belgrave is a very humble dude. He is like, hey, I I can fight with a sword. I'm not the best, but I have the basics mastered. And he goes out does all this fucking sword training and stuff. But people keep showing up and calling him the Red Ogre because Angela made up that name for her dad and has been spreading it around like it's the, like he was really called that back in the day. I'm doing a horrible job selling this. I'm very bad at my job. You're, yeah, so far, none of this is sold to me. But your voice is soothing, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a plus. Oh, I fucking love the series. And now is this getting an official release? Um, I don't think so yet. Dang it. See, I uh my 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 moral code when it comes to um scans is that I will read them if it's getting an official release. So I can buy it, or if it's a series that 100% will never come over, like Kingdom or Hajime no Ippo, uh, and then in some way I still try to buy um, a copy or two to support the artist. So Oh, well, you, you can't get a hold of it on Bookwalker. You can? Yeah, well, Japanese Bookwalker, okay. but still you can get it. Okay. But yeah, I, I fucking love the series. Like The comedy works for me. Uh, the like I am a sucker for I'm, I'm learning this more and more. I'm a bit of a mark for family shit. Yeah. And so having a series about just a daughter who loves her dad. That can do something for me. And on top of that, they have a very low key, but so far well done. Well, so far and is in the last three chapters. Plot is happening, which was actually more than I expected from the series. So you even liked it before the plot was happening. I was I was beginning to I was beginning to wane on it. But now you're all about it. Yeah, like now that things are actually happening, now that things have begun. Like like there there had been there had been a hint of it, like I said, in like chapter five or six or something, and. That was like that extra little boost I needed because if that hadn't have happened, I don't think I would have kept reading it. Damn. But it's enough for you to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the at the end of the chapter, um, like a hooded figure showed up to the defeated demon lord, and that thing like walked over and was like, "Ah, oh, daddy, you're back!" And he fucking kicked it. Look like your fucking dad, you dumbass. <laughs> and let me put you in this fucking egg later. And then the fucking bant, and I was like, okay. There is a thing happening. There is actual. Mo- there's actually a story here beyond I love my dad and people won't let me see him. So what would you give this out of 10? Uh, like f- well, on the website, we have a rating scale out of five. Okay, out of five. A four. A four? I, yes, I, yes, I do think it is a four. It, is, it has an incredibly slow start that might put off people, but... I think if you give it some time, you can find a very heartwarming fantasy series that begins to actually have the makings of a real plot happening. Huh. 
And I super, I fucking enjoy, I fucking love this. Well, I am going to put this on a maybe list. I'm going to write it down and maybe pick it up. Okay. For a series they definitely shouldn't pick up, though. Uh, Rule, Annihilation Classroom. We've now moved beyond the fantasy. What is that? Rule Annihilation Classroom is the latest in the ever-growing lineup of this classroom has a special rule that if you don't follow, you die. And uh, what's in uh, what's the uh, what do you call it? What's the um, is it Shonen? Uh, I think it's Seinen. Huh. Let me just double check that. Yeah, it's Seinen. And this is a this is a avoid one hundred percent. Yeah, this is bad. Well, that's kind of sad. Yeah, it's. It reminds me of, like, thing in, like the thing in most recent memory it reminds me of is King's Game, the animation. I don't think I've seen that. Uh, don't worry, you will. Okay. Anime club's coming back with a fucking vengeance. Oh, God. Is this bad? Is yeah. this a bad series? Yes, yes it is. Oh, God. A lot of these are fucking bad, dude. Like Another, another thing that's kind of similar to is another. Another. Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the, I believe, production IG series where there was the where there was the girl with the eye patch. Okay, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so this is similar to that, but less pretentious. Okay. Because like I we watched another, so me and some other people watched another for the website, and we'd already and I'd already watched like another back a while back and it is it thinks it's better than it is but it's not it's really not it's really stupid and literally every problem in the series could be explained if at the beginning of the series they actually explained things like there's a character in the show whose job in that classroom is to explain the rules of the classroom and she just doesn't And uh, what are they trying to accomplish? Like, like they are like, trying to accomplish it? not dying. Well, that's 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 hard as it is. Yeah. So in another, that's a whole other fucking thing. But in rule annihilation, so new kid comes to school, moves into this fucking class, and when he gets into the class, uh, the, he makes a couple friends very quickly. Um, a dude named um, Hasabe and a girl named uh, Mishiwara, Mishi something. And when they're in the class, um, he there is two people that kind of immediately stand out. Uh, one of them is a kid in the back, leaning up against the desk, staring out the window, not doing anything with bright blonde hair. And another girl is the girl from the ring, but on crack. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. And so once, once they get in, um, he is told two rules. The class has two rules. One, never try to go against the blonde kid. And two, the creepy ring girl doesn't exist. Anybody who interacts with her will be punished. Creepy ring girl doesn't exist. Yeah, and so it is essentially, and so like as, as it progresses, um, people begin to break the rules. Specifically, the teacher. The teacher breaks one of the rules, and then, and then, uh, and then everyone in the everyone in the class gets a text at the same time that says the teacher doesn't exist. Anyone who does not treat him as such will be punished. 
so that everyone in the class ignores the teacher. This sounds like this is going to get an official release. I'm I genuinely will be surprised if it does. I don't know. I feel like this is something that sounds like it would be uh, put out. I could see like Yen Press doing it. <laughs> it they they shouldn't. They shouldn't. It is bad. Well, they shouldn't put out a lot of things that they do, but they still do. This fucking okay. So as things progress, they the people people start people start dying, very very bloody. And the only thing I'll say for this is that it has very good dead body art. Fuck yeah. Like it does gore in a visually interesting way that isn't just isn't just, oh look, a splash of blood, then their eyes roll back in their head. No, like you get to see a motherfucker get crushed in like a goddamn like mechanical press of some kind. And yeah. and you see like the skin kind of and you see like one of the eyes beginning to bulge out. You see all kinds of shit like that. Um and as our main boy is beginning to investigate things, uh, he finds that there is someone actually committing these things. Like a lot of people were just like, oh yeah, it's some fucking, it's some fucking magic ghost shit or whatever. But he tracks him, he like tracks down what's happening and it's a person, but that person is constantly wearing a mask made of the dead skin, made of the skin of one of the people who just died. See, this sounds like it's, like their it's face. awesome. It's, it's really not. This sounds cool as shit. Like if you, but you're saying it's bad. Yeah, it is. Like See, one of the is, like one of the things that is, is one of the things that's bad about it is largely a kind of meta thing. In that, there is no way that this has a satisfying resolution. Either because a the writer can't write a satisfying resolution, or b it will be canceled before that resolution happens. See this. Out of all the manga that you've talked about so far, this is the first one that's made me pique my interest. That's because that's because death is a lot more interesting than hey, this series is slow. You like it? <laughs> yeah. Like the East Guy, the East stuff. Even if I like it, it is hard to describe the better qualities of it because I largely just end up saying it's not like other Isekai. With this, I just say you know people are getting murdered, and someone's like, "Oh, tell me more." Tell me more. I like death. I like blood. I like watching high school kids die. That sounds right up my alley. Yeah, and like as as things as things progress along, uh, it starts to get into a quote unquote conspiracy theory. Because one of the rules is don't fuck with the blonde guy. And one kid says, hey, the blonde guy set up these rules. And that blonde guy shows up and tries to fight the murderer and goes, I don't know what the fuck's happening. This is awesome. <laughs> because the blonde guy has no character other than hey violence is interesting violence is interesting though violence is boring without context not always not always it needs context well when I get to my stuff I'll, I'm going to talk about a very violent series that almost has as little context as possible to keep it interesting I'm going to be talking about a series in a bit in a bit that w- that actually has that actually is also incredibly violent, but as a bit more in existential context. What's that? Uh, the world is mine. I'll get to it. The world is mine. Ah, that sounds familiar. Anyway, yeah, I this I I have read enough of these to know that I will not be reading any more of this. 
Well, that sucks. Like, Art does nothing special beyond the murder. The killer doesn't isn't that interesting to me. The lead character, his motivation is one of the few things you can kind of grasp onto because he he is a standard high school student, like like very bog standard, nothing special. All his stats are sitting at an even five. And when he sees the murderer doing this stuff, he barrels headlong into it because of a because of a motivation where he used to have like he he was like best friends with the dude, and then as he got into high school, that dude started getting bullied and was and it was like and like people were like and apparently this is a thing in Japan. It was like, hey, this kid doesn't exist. If you act like he does, we will bully you too. And the way that they bully is like, you know, razor blades in his shoes and thumbtacks in his chair and just like carving shit into his desk like he should kill himself. Yikes. You know, Japan. Yeah. Anime bullying is hellish. Well, real life, I, I know some kids that grew up in Japan and apparently bullying is like a is like a serious issue over there. Okay, then. Like it like it like happens a lot. And a lot of the teachers uh, will turn like they're like head towards it. Um, yeah. Like bullying yes, is a serious like the school is the like the school. The reputation of the school is more yeah. important than the safety yep. of the students. Yep. And that's uh, it's really sad. So yeah, it is. See that, hear that. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So that kid's getting bullied, and our main character is still hanging out with him until one day the other kids come along and go, "Yeah, don't do that." So then he stops in. So then he stops acknowledging him, and then that kid kills himself. Oh. And then he's like, "Okay, yeah, no, I'm not doing that again. Fuck that. That was that was a moment of weakness that I need to overcome." And as a motivation for character, that is good. I think that is a good motivation for him in this story of just, yay, you're like, yeah, I'm a kid. This shit is fucking terrifying. But I didn't do something once, and I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. Like having that as having that as a character motivation is makes him infinitely better than any other protagonist in these kind of series. But it's still one of these kind of series where where it is this weird conspiracy that doesn't make sense. Like, I'm probably never going to find out what the fuck happened. And if I do find out what happened, it's stupid. And are you okay with not finding out what happens? A hundred percent. Well, that's not a very good series. Yeah. uh, Moving on from there. Um, Let's talk about low rent one punch man, one thousand yen hero. I've never even heard of this. See, you're just pulling stuff out of the air, Basically. and I am just completely oblivious to almost all of it. Yeah. So, one thousand yen hero is what if one punch man was less interesting? So, I like one punch man a lot. So do I. So it's not. It's just bad one punch man. Basically. That sounds awful. Well, sir, it's not bad One Punch Man. It's generic One Punch Man. That's sad. That that breaks my heart because One Punch Man is one of the best. Yeah, it, ongoing it, series right now. Yeah, it fucking is. But that's because that's because one. Well, that's because that's because two things. A. Yusuke Murata and his team are fucking incredible. Amazing. And two, one is a very good writer. Yeah, one is a great writer. 
But I completely agree. The reason he's such a good writer is because like he understands he understands the shonen genre. He understands the superhero tropes and knows how to subvert them. See, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's really weird because I went through a phase where I read a bunch of superhero comics and didn't really enjoy most of them, but love One Punch Man and love my and love my hero because they do poke fun of the tropes. Yeah, and and One Punch Man works a lot because of like the writing of everyone else and then. The main focus, Saitama. Saitama is the glue that holds all this together because he is this fucking god being that gives a shit about sales on vegetables. Like that, that's kind of what works for me for him is that he is he is the most inhumanly powerful character and the most human motherfucker on that on that series. And he's just so relaxed and chill all the time. He doesn't like really give a shit. Uh, and the later half of the manga doesn't even like really focus on him. Oh, 100%. He's just, he's just off not giving a fuck. No, he, he he does give a fuck. He's just very laid back and nonchalant about it. Yeah, he's just like, eh, I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah, and so with this, uh, so in this world, superheroes are a thing. But instead of having just regular powers and stuff, they have these belts where... You where they put in money, and then the money they put in translates into amount of time they can spend as a sentai. <laughs> that actually sounds cool. And it, it and they are rated from you know one rate to ten, and you are registered with the Hero Association, and then you are kind of sent out to deal with problems. Our main guy is not associated with the Hero Association, and he is a rate one thousand hero. What's the series called one more time? I'm going to look it up. 1,000 Yen Hero. Oh, wow. The artwork does not look good. It is not very good. Ugh. And our main character is a high school student with one friend who knows a secret identity. And the reason that he isn't, the reason that he isn't like actually signed up with the Hero Association is because he has a little sister. And if he was signed up, he'd have to go off and do stuff beyond helping his little sister. Yeah, that dude, the artwork is so off-putting. <laughs> Not my thing. Yeah, it's... The artwork is... What if Shonen artwork was done with less quality? Yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like something I would draw. Yeah, like our main... like. This this is someone this is someone on DeviantArt who just found out what manga was. Well, they did a good job. Like just not, finding out what it like not literally, but uh, but yeah, um, the our main character is just imagine a slacker, and there you go. Like. So generic shonen. He's a real hoodie under your school uniform kind of guy. If you catch my drift. Yeah. Yeah, and then also he's fucking Siscon. Just I, I uh. and yeah, the series is largely the series is actually entirely. I'm going to go out and do this thing for my sister. Oh, God, a monster showed up. Well, better put in a couple again and be a superhero for literally a second and kill it instantly. Whoops, bad of money. 
ba da ba ba da ba. And that's it. The, with, like I think they are a few chapters in now. Um, let me actually see how many chapters in they are. Yeah, they're ten chapters in, and one thing has happened. A single thing. A single thing has happened. Like a single thing has happened of note. Like like they, they've had they've had like other stuff happen in the in the in the chapters because you know you need things to happen in chapters. But and, uh, is this being published anywhere? Uh, fuck, I don't know, man. Uh, it's on Bookwalker. Huh. So probably in some kind of Kadansha thing. I don't know. I don't know, man. I've, it's bad. That does sound it is one. Bad. It is one punch man minus everything that makes one punch man one punch man. It is only like if you, if you just described one punch man in the most generic terms. There's a ship here. There's a ship here, crew. And they get the powers everywhere. But there's one guy who's like real strong. And it's yeah, a comedy. It boring. And it largely is. And then finally, the world is mine. So now this is a series I actually have heard of. Yes. And I hadn't heard of it until I actually stumbled upon it on Reddit. Because there was a post on Reddit, like I like I find out like when when like manga releases happen, I find out about it largely through Reddit. Yeah, and there was a post on the manga subreddit that was I don't remember the exact title of it, but it was like any Doomer recommendations, and I had never heard the word Doomer before. The art looks amazing. Yeah, so I clicked on it and went into it and. It mentioned a couple other series and described what a Doomer was. Doomer, the way they described it and what I understand is kind of the internet interpretation of it is is basically a millennial who, like being totally serious, it is a millennial who has basically a nihilistic millennial. It was like the world is doomed, everything's fucked, so why care? That's, that's. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and so you know, it's, you know, it's the you know, after after boomers, there are doomers. But yeah, uh, so the series is focusing on two primary characters. Uh, let me pull up their names here because I actually want to fucking get these names. I I am terrible with names for whatever reason. I have so not. Yeah, I've not been able to like remember a kill. I've not been able to remember a character name in so long. Oh, uh, but yeah, so two lead characters, um, Mon and Toshi. Okay. Uh, Mon is a murderer okay. who largely murders people just kind of out of, just kind of does it. Like, like, there's no, like, greater motivation to it. He just kind of is, I'm going to kill this guy because I want to, and then does. Meanwhile, Toshi is an incredibly, like, uh, anxious and terrified looking person, but he also makes bombs and just sets them in random places. And the two of them are on a, a basically a cross country trip killing spree. 
Oh, just like those kids in Canada recently. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, they're just kind of going from like area to area um, where Toshi leaves a bomb and then Mon throttles Toshi, beats the shit out of him, and then just kills random people. Like in one of the more recent, like in one of the chapters I read uh, recently, I think it was like chapter like four or five or something. I'm, I'm very slow in reading this. Uh, a cop pulls them over. So Mon gets out of the car, stabs him in the chest. Um, then Toshi ties him up in the car um, and wires up a bomb to the car door. So anybody who opens the car door to help this officer, the car explodes. That sounds actually, this sounds I, like I remember hearing this and seeing that it was all right. Yeah. And yeah. They, and like, as they are on their cross country trip, um, coming from the other side of the country and making their way toward them is Higumadon, a basically a kaiju bear. Like, like they've been, they've been talking about it for a while. I'm just kind of like leading up to this. Um, and, we haven't got a full-on look at this thing yet. It's largely been, like, hidden in shadow or underwater, but it's, like, killed a couple people. It has, like, ripped cows in half. Uh, and we see the footprint of it, and it's like, yeah, this thing's, like, 12 times the size of a regular bear, and that bear is already bigger than the bears we have here. Huh. And, yeah, it's just going on this fucking, like, massive rampage throughout the country as it is on a collision course with these two killers. And, and you did not like it? I did. You did like it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, as I said, I like reading things. I like reading dead things. And this, and I, like, and like having this, like, this is a similar kind of thing to, I don't know where I was going with that sentence, but it is a, it is, I, I, I just, I like reading stuff that is dark. I like, I like dark shit. Me too. And and this is interesting. Like the characters themselves, they have they have like this interesting worldview about what's happening. Um, one of the things that like, the, the thing that kind of sticks out in my mind from the chapters I've been reading is is uh, like Toshi is talking to Mon, and he's talking about how he is in awe of Mon and what he's able to do, and Mon doesn't understand what that is, and so he explains like. So he explains like it's like a mixture of like being inspired and terrified of something, and Mon doesn't understand what fear is. Just this very damaged person who doesn't understand like basic human st- basic human emotions, paired up with this kid who can't leave him for whatever reason. <laughs> Again, I'm an I'm a, I'm an amazing critic. So far. You have sold me on zero manga. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm but. great at this. <laughs> uh, the, the one the one f- part where like the series kind of like, like falls apart for me in terms of like the worst thing about the series for me so far is the artwork for it. If I had like actually levy a criticism against it, uh, it reminds me. Did you ever read I Am a Hero? Oh yeah, yeah. It looks like a rough draft of I Am a Hero. As the final artwork, yeah, like characters do have that same kind of. Um, they have, they have, they they are very loose and feel similarly fluid to the characters in um, in I Am a Hero. Or where, where like 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 you can see their skin like bunch up and stuff when they move. Um, yeah, but 
it's not done with the level of detail that I'm a hero is. It's not done with the level of care that I'm a hero is. And I think they, I think that is, it, it works a bit for the series, but not super. Like having the art be like this very scratchy, well, not scratchy, this very like rough looking style fits the characters, but it doesn't look the best. I don't know. Yeah, I, this came out in 97 from what I'm seeing. Yeah, that so makes that a lot of sense. Kind of, fits, kind of suits that time period. Yeah, this is a very 97 looking series. But no, yeah, I, I'm going to keep reading this. I want to see where this goes. I want to see like what the actual conflict coming up with the with the clash between Mon and Hukumadon. So you're halfway through? or I am five chapters into 163 chapters. Oh, that's not bad. That's not that long. You can finish it pretty fast. Oh, yeah. I can probably finish it in like a day. So is that all that you've read this week? Yes, that's everything. My turn. Yes. I'm excited. Finally. We're, uh, alone. Yeah, I, we're, we're an hour into the show. I, I don't want to talk about too much about Kaiju Girl because I already talked about it earlier. Yeah. Uh, solid Monster Girl series for a first volume. I was actually pretty surprised. And it's not a genre that I like. So it's doing something good. Um, I've also read uh, Glyphnir, which is about it's all right. So this is a series that I want to love, but there's some things holding it back for me. And it's about this, this young boy wakes up and he can turn into this monster. He doesn't know why he can turn into this monster. Uh, But this girl named Claire sees him transform and blackmails him. Well, it turns out uh, he has a zipper on his back and she can crawl inside him and control him. Uh, This fucking way out there um she and him become friends uh they battle other people that are these creatures and they're trying to look for these coins that this alien uh who looks like a human he looks like a very feminine very androgynous uh male uh he uh said that he's an alien his spaceship crashed and all his comrades got turned into these coins so he's hiring these people to go and find these coins, and if you bring back X amount, you get power. Well, someone brought back 100 coins and asked to turn our main character into this creature. So this guy had nothing to do with it. Uh, so right away, there's some mystery that I like, and from what I, and there's only three volumes out as of right now. I think volume four comes out in a week or so. And uh, I, I read all three in probably about an hour. It's a very quick read. Uh, and that's also with taking breaks and stuff. So it's a very fast-paced read. Uh, Code Dance is putting them out, and it's pretty solid. I did my first impressions on YouTube for it yesterday, and you know, there's a lot of unnecessary vagina shots in this series. Yeah, like, it's, an, and, it's an etchy series. Yeah, and but well, it's an etchy series just randomly because it's a battle action series, and then you'll get a close-up of the main character's vagina and he draws like the, like the like gruel coming out of it. And, and it's super like, just t- kind of takes you out of the whole experience, honestly, because it's so like random. It's not like, it's not like for instance, uh, I'm reading freezing as well. And freezing. <laughs> free, free, yeah. Freezing is a battle etchy series, but I know what I'm getting into. I, I know what freezing is. Freezing isn't etchy. Freezing is smut. Freezing is, yeah, it's battle smut, but I know what it is. You, like, 
Like I go into that series with a mind frame of I'm gonna I'm gonna read this trash that's secretly really good and enjoy oh, it. But fuck, with Glyphnir, but with Glyphnir, it's just you get these super serious moments like Claire's like my parents were killed by one of the people who can tra- who could transform in these creatures, and then it just zooms up on her pussy, and it's like, wh- why? Like why? Uh, so it's doing. Like, if I had to give it out of five, I'd give it like a three, three and a half. Like I'm continuing to buy the volumes. I'm gonna stick with it because someone in the comments on my video said that later on it introduces things called fusions. I don't know what those are, but the way he hyped it up sounds like it's really important. Yeah. So. Uh, Question. So you said uh so he turns into this fucking thing. Yeah. He and doesn't is, know. And that is the uh and that is like the weird mascot looking dog thing on the cover of the book. Yeah, that is that is the weird mascot looking dog thing. Okay. And he's the only one so far out, out of these creatures that has a zipper. Uh and like when Claire gets inside him, uh he can feel her like literally like inside his soul, like moving him around. Okay. And she get, and when she gets out, she's real slimy. It's, uh, it's so fucking weird. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, Japanese so like, people. Is, is there any kind of like the... What is the actual way that they describe... Like You said it's like, oh yeah, I feel her in my soul controlling me. But is there anything like him screaming like, fucking get out, stop doing this? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, the one thing it does actually really well is that the friendship between those two feels very natural. Like they meet, she blackmails them, but then as... They're going through these things. You could tell that she's like in, like she's actually like in love with him, but it doesn't like it's not very oh it's not very overt. It's very like subtle. Uh, there's this really sweet moment where um, she has to go do something, and she puts his her head on his head when he's in monster form, and the, like it, I the way it's drawn with her face, and she's like slightly like s- smiling at him, and the way that she talks to him in that moment felt very natural it's a very sweet moment and it's a very odd moment because the rest of it is so batshit crazy uh but yeah with the first time she gets in he's like i feel fucking violated i do not like what is happening right now <laughs> and uh but yeah it's pretty solid i would say give it a shot uh apparently chapter 19 is when things get crazy and i think the volume three ended at chapter 17 uh, but there's also one more complaint before I get into to my next series. Um, I don't know if it's my volumes missing pages, but there was a fight and they're talking to the character in volume three. And then it just jumps into another section and it doesn't explain why they're talking to these people, who these people are and where that other guy go. So that was kind of off putting. Uh, but I, another series I'm reading uh, is called Ryuko. Have you heard of this? I have not, but I actually want to mention something. So I went to the uh, Kodansha comics page for the series. Yeah. Where they have a preview of it. Yep. I think it's like the, it looks like the first chapter. Okay. And I feel like this front page is kind of the, I feel like the first page I think is kind of emblematic of the entire series. What's the first page? The first page is a, it's a, it's a, it's split down the middle for two panels. On one side is our main character, um, I'm assuming, who is crying and screaming, I'll kill you, you heartless bitch. Yeah, so that, and then the second that pa- doesn't happen. And then the second panel is a close, tight-up shot of that girl's underwear right up her snatch. Yep, that's exactly what happened. And it looks like there's a bit of drip coming down. Yep. Yep. 
that's uh that is Glyphnir. Uh and that panel like he's pulling some Quentin Tarant Quentin uh Quentin Tarantino shit because that volume uh that chapter that like scene has not happened yet. And we're three volumes in. Nice. So uh but the other series I want to talk about is called Ryuko. L- l- last, thing, by- last thing for this. Uh Kodansha also says this is perfect for fans of prison school and high school of the dead. Uh it's not both that trash. It's not that sexualized. So I like I would say I mean and the fucking the like the like smut happens so randomly and it's just it like it like if it wants to be a smutty funny series, it should do that. But it should just happens randomly in moments it happens of ultra random- violence. Yeah, it happens in randomly and sometimes in serious situations, like when Claire's talking about her dead parents, there's a panty shot. And it's just like it's pretty okay. I'm gonna continue getting it. It's doing enough to where I can uh where I'm actually like pretty interested in like what happens and I want to know what fusions are and I want to know where's Claire's sister and like all that shit. So but another series I'm picking up is called Re Yuko. It's a two volume series. Volume two comes out next month. Uh it's put out by Titan Comics, which this is their first manga outing. Uh and I gotta say, not to be rude to them, uh the book the build quality is pretty poor. Um it's pretty sad because the story is phenomenal. The art is fantastic. This is one of the best things I've read recently. But the build quality of the book feels very flimsy. Uh, excuse me. They This is not their first manga series. They've done the Assassin's Creed manga and the Sherlock manga. Um, <laughs> so this is their first, uh, I guess, non-trash manga. Uh, uh, it's about... Uh, it's a action series... About a woman who works for the uh, uh, for the uh, for the Yakuza, and uh, it's uh, it's sexy, it's violent, and it's got that crime stuff in it too, like you know, like a really crime, almost crime noir. Well, in it, a way it, is an, it is described as an homage to noir, and it also is looks like a some kind of production thing with a hard case crime. Yeah, and there's a scene in here where uh, our main character uh, Ryuko. Uh, is shooting grenade launchers with her titties out. Nice. Double grenade launchers. So uh, the art style, I really like the art style. It reminds me of Blade of the uh, Blade of the Immortal. Is it is it um, like those chain? Is it like those uh, like a uh, chambered like you know with the with the spit like this like the revolver style grenade launchers or like just fucking yeah. thumpers? Yep, it's like the fucking ro- it's like the revolver style grenade launchers. Uh, there's motorcycles. There's sword fights. There's a lot of sexual content, a lot of Yakuza bosses. Uh, but this is one of the one time. First thing I have to say, it doesn't hold your hand like at all. It's fucking brisk. Like the reading pace is brisk. Uh, the art style is very, um, have you read blade of the, have you read blade? Have you read blade of the immortal uh, blade of the immortal? I don't think so. So the art style there is like very like scratchy and like the fucking line work is like all over the place. Like during the, action scenes and that's what happens there it's like a very frantic looking style um but i give it like i volume one five out of five like i highly highly recommend anyone who's listening to this go pick it up it's only gonna be two volumes so it's not like crazy long um but i think it's fucking awesome it's it's it it's amazing and i like i don't say that very like lightly i think it's a in, incredible okay and then um then I've also read uh, 
Bloody Stumps Samurai. Have you heard of this? I have not. So it's a Gagiga or a Gagiga, however you. Uh, this uh, is written by uh, written and illustrated by Hiroshi Harada, uh, who's had one other work put out here, uh, Satsume Gishiden, which was published by uh, Dark Horse. It was dropped after three volumes. Uh, this is a Gagiga that was put out in 1962, and I picked it up because one, it's a samurai action series. Uh, the build of the book is incredible. The pages are like super, super thick. Uh, the only problem I have is that the is that the is that the lettering looks like basic Microsoft Word letters. <laughs> like it looks. That's the only typeset thing in that Times New Roman. Yeah, it's it's kind of off putting, especially like when you're having samurai do some of the crazy shit that he does uh but it's a very well-told story i think it holds up especially since it's from 1962 i think it holds up incredibly well for its time period and also i didn't know this uh is that that series fought against censorship during that time period and there's like a series there's like seven essays in the back of the book uh talking about how important this piece of work is so i think that's so i thought that was pretty freaking cool uh, but like again, it's a short series. You you can read it in probably a sitting. It's just super quick, very brisk. But uh, the essays did take a little bit to read. Yeah, talk, a little time yeah. to read. Take take, uh, the, take series, the time to read about the cultural impact of Bloody Stump Samurai. Exactly. Yep. Uh, a couple other series, just real quick. Uh, Witch Hat Atelier uh, is probably my new favorite ongoing manga. That's going to be like like a long form. Like I said, that re. Y- Yuko is one of my favorites, uh, but it's, it's only going to be two volumes. Witch Hat, I think, is going to be a pretty long-running series. It's a incredible art, uh, beautiful world, magical system is really cool. It's kind of like Harry Potter. It's, a, it's technically a shojo, I think. Hmm. And it's put out by Ko. Uh, I used to shit on Ko Dancha's quality, but between that and Glyphnir, the quality of their books have been have gone up a lot. Uh, so that's a really fun series. Uh, I also picked up Yona of the Dawn. Have you read that? Nope. Uh, it's another shojo series. Uh, it's it's a kind of like an action shojo. It's a really beautifully illustrated series. Uh, the story so far, the first two volumes that I've read out of the eight that I got uh, are pretty solid. I'm not like super invested yet, but I did get a handful of volumes, so I'm stick with it for the eight. And then something I'm really hyped about is Requiem of a Rose King. Have you heard of this? It sounds vaguely familiar. It's scratching that Game of Thrones political itch that I have that like I'm like needing. It takes two separate Shakespeare stories and it blends them to and it blends them into one. And it's a shojo, so there's a lot of romance and stuff in there. Uh, but it's very well, it's very well, it's uh it's very well written and I don't know if it's just the person who translated it did a did a phenomenal job. Uh, but that's probably my favorite shojo right now. Uh, I also read a couple light novels. Uh, have you heard of 86? I have not. So I wanted to get into light novels, but I didn't want to read Isekai because that's the majority <laughs> of light novels. So I found a non, I found a non Isekai light novel and, uh, I really, really, really like it. It's, uh, it's about this. It's set in the future. And there's these two kingdoms and they're at war with each other, but it's set in the future. Like, so like there's still like a kingdom system, but there are uh, mechs. So it's very futuristic, but they just still have like the whole like kingdom class system. 
in this world. And uh, one of the one of the kingdoms uh, created drones, uh, these mechs that aren't piloted by humans, so they never lose anybody. And the other kingdom is couldn't get that tech out fast enough, so they created what is called the eighty sixth ward of their of their uh, of their uh, of their uh, kingdom, and they're supposed to be eighty five, but the eighty sixth ward is where they put all the immigrants. Uh, anyone that they deemed not worthy. It's the slums um, where the undesirables the go. Yeah, it's like where the poor go, where basically like segregation. Like it definitely is tackling um, some political stuff. And the and I thought he was talking about you know Trump and all that stuff, but the manga was talking about Obama's drone strikes, and uh, that's like a lot of the inspiration for the series uh, because you follow these group of these groups of young kids who are part of the 86 and they very rarely lose anybody and they pilot these mechs and the way that these uh the way that the system works is that there's one person who is usually of like royal blood uh who puts on a headset and they can communicate with the groups of mechs and uh the leader and her are kind of like falling in love uh but the action is so well written and i didn't think like going in i was like man i'm gonna read this light novel i'm gonna make myself read volume one Maybe I'll read volume two. If I don't like volume one, I'll sell volume two with it. And I read volume one in one sitting. I was glued to the pages. It's the action scenes. I was like, kind of like getting amped up. I was like, fuck yes. Uh, there's a lot of political stuff going on. And I usually don't like political stuff in the entertainment that I watch because, or like read because people get so like politics is everywhere now in 2019. No, yeah, tr- it, trust me, I get it. Like I and it and it ruins like so much. No, you like, know what I mean? Yeah, trust me, I get it. Like I read. Um, you ever? So there's a comic uh, that is being put out now called Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Yep. 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 And it is, it is the thing that will tie Alan Moore's Watchmen to the DC universe. Uh, and yeah, one of my complaints, like kind of going into that, was. Like with Watchmen, the political stuff there, that was fine because I read it like 30 years after that shit had happened. I'm reading this, the political shit is happening right now. Yeah, it's just like I just want to separate our, like my entertainment from that, you know, yeah, like, but it, well, since it is talking about like, uh, like, like with, with the, with, it's just being about, you know, this is like you know, se- like segregation almost kind of thing. Like, hey, like, hey, it's fine. We're gonna take all our immigrants and put them in camps. Like that might be a bit much, but since you did say that the author in, in based it off of the Obama era and its drone strikes, which I thought was super like weird because again, talking about the political climate, my brain instantly went to, oh, he's criticizing Trump, but he's criticizing Obama, which is someone I voted for. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I mean, Obama did do a lot of drone strikes and killed a lot of innocent people. Uh, and I don't think a lot of Democrats like to hear that, even though I'm very left. I'm a very left-leading person, ideology-wise. Uh, but reading that uh, was really good. And I'm glad I picked that as my first light novel and not uh, fucking Isekai number 672. Like, I'm so glad that that was... I got my hit by a truck in some other world where I have the power to make my dick turn into a laser beam. 
Exactly. Uh, also, I picked up uh, another. This isn't a light novel. This is a hard sci-fi book, like a hard sci-fi book uh, called Sisyphean or Sisyphean. And Viz actually has a novel line, and they're not light novels. They put out like actual Japanese novels. Well, that's unfortunate because this is the anime and manga podcast, not the novel podcast. Uh, but just real quick, fantastic. Wait, a lot of it went right over my head, but I really enjoyed what I was reading, and I highly recommend it. Also, another manga I forgot, uh, Super Dimensional Love Gun. Have you heard of this? <laughs> it's it's trading blows of, nope, never heard of that. Uh, this is put out by Shintaro Kago. You kn- You know who that is, right? I am Googling it now to remind myself, but the name does sound familiar. You you would see some of his artwork and you'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Like, he is very iconic artwork. Yeah, that looks... That's something. So he does a lot of, like, obscure, unsettling images. And his work is very rarely uh, published in the States. Like, it's ever... I think officially there are... Two books, uh, one put out by Fanographics, which is Dementia 21 and 22 is coming out next year. And then Faku Books, who is a hentai publisher, uh, put out Super Dimensional Love Gun. It's not a straight up hentai. Uh, there are a lot of sexual things. Uh, naked girls eating a head with brains. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a bunch of his art and it's like a girl cutting off her hand and fingering herself with it. Yeah, it just, uh, like the art just looks like a like much cleaner Junji Ito. Uh, yeah, I like him a lot more than Junji. Um, no, yeah, uh, Junji Ito's thing, like a lot of his characters look exactly the same. Yeah, uh, that's they, my, that's my, that's my, and, that's my main criticism is that and, it's the same girl yeah, every and, volume. Well, same girl and same guy too for a lot of it. And, like the line work in a lot of it is very scratchy. With this, it's all very clean. The characters look like there's enough variation within, within like individual characters so that, that they actually feel like different characters. And yeah, this uh, this is this unsettled me like no other. Like it's a very unsettling series. Uh, Dempa, like you blue. you know who Dempa is, right? Dempa books, they're brand new. They're putting out Kaiji. Uh, they're putting out uh, Inside Mari. They're putting out a bunch of like really good stuff. Usually, they're putting out a lot of like wholesome things. Uh, they're republishing Super Dimensional Love Gun because it is. Out of print, I think uh, the Faku edition. Uh, but yeah, um, real quick, some more gag. Wait, Giga. Hold the fuck up. Talk about the thing. It's like yeah, they put out shit like Inside Mari. You know, very, very like low key style stuff. Oh, Inside Mari is pretty. I mean, for Shuzo Oshimi, that's probably his most wholesome work. I'm trying. Okay, I think I, I think I read this. Evil. He's done Flowers of Evil, Happiness, uh, Trails of Blood is coming out. <laughs> Flowers of Evil. Okay, so Flowers of Evil, uh, I didn't get as fucked up as a lot of people did over that. Okay, series. yeah, fuck, like, I, I did read this. I did read Inside Mari. I thought I thought Flowers of Evil was pretty, like, people were like, oh, dude, it's going to fuck you up. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to be fucked up. And I read it, and I was like, eh. Like, it, dude just not, got cucked. It's not so much fucked up. Like, like the thing with... Uh, Oshimi Shuzo, the author of these books, I love him. Yeah, what he does is he takes these. Is he takes uh, he does like deconstructions of these kind of genre of these genre tropes. Yeah, 
like like Flowers of Evil, it was a love triangle that he fucking that he fucking shit on. Uh, he did. He recently did Vampires. He with Inside Mari, he does the body swap. Happiness is really good. Though. Happiness is like, really good. Really, really good. Uh, the ending when I first read it, I thought was super rushed. But then after I sat with it for about like a week, I was like, you know what? That I think there's no other way he could have ended that. I think that is just. I think that is a good, solid ending, and I think that series is worth picking up. It's only ten volumes, so. Um, oh, I also read Elfin Lied or <laughs> Elfin Lead. I read the first omnibus of that. Um, again, really, I don't know whether to like it or not. Uh, type of series that seems to be the consensus. There's the idea is cool, but. Again, just oh my! There's this one guy. Have you read it? I have not. I've been meaning to actually, but I've just heard a lot there's, of people talk about it. There's an army guy who has been training for I think he says eight years uh, to to just fucking murder people. And when they call upon him to kill the girl because uh, she escaped, he's super like the most excited anyone's ever been about killing a 15 year old girl. Like I he is just rock fun. hard. Just he's yeah he's rock hard. And then when he goes to fight her. She instantly explodes his eyes out of his skull, and I thought it was the funniest shit I've read in such a long time. Uh, I'm just looking around my room and trying to see like what else I read because I read a lot. Oh, Shaman King! I re-got all of Shaman King. Uh, my one of my favorite shonen, super underrated. Uh, terrible ending though. The manga just kind of rushed it out. Um, I finished I Am a Hero as well, and. Oh, Devil's Line. I pe- I started Devil's Line. And uh, I would just say real quick, Devil's Line. A lot of people were like, oh, it's a Tokyo Ghoul ripoff. It's nothing like Tokyo whatsoever. Uh, it's more of a romance series. And uh, overall, it's pretty good. I'm only about four volumes in, so you know the plot is picking up. And I continuing read Freezing as well. That continues <laughs> to be... Fucking Freezing. Yeah, freezing. I don't. So, volume one apparently is super out of print, and someone was selling the first. Let me see. I have the first ten omnibuses, so one through twenty. Uh, he was selling it for like eighty bucks, and I was like, you know what? That's a good price. I'll pick it up. I'll. And he also included uh, Black Clover one through ten for that price. So I got technically twenty volume. I got thirty volumes of manga for eighty dollars. That is that uh, is incredible. That is a, yeah, so it's a good deal. Black Clover, by the way, have you read or watched Black Clover? I watched. I tried to watch the first episode. I was like, "Oh, this is terrible," but I've been reading it. Yeah. but I've been reading it since it came out. I love Black Clover. Like I hated the anime, and then shit on it for years. It was just like, "God, oh, this is trash." Yeah. And then when that dude was like, "Hey, do you want Black Clover as well?" I was like, "All right, yeah, go ahead and throw it in." And when I read it, I was like, "This is actually a lot of fun." Yeah, this like, is actually like that's the thing with Black Clover. The anime is trash because it seems like it had a very. It seems like the production side of things is where that anime falls apart. Yeah, but the manga is just a very. It's a real three and a half star kind of manga. Yeah, uh, apparently the last arc, the last like big thing that happened was amazing. Like, yeah, ever, like, I've, I've I've been reading it. I like as I said, I'm up to date on it, and that last arc was fine. Was it fine? I have not really had any. As I said, it is a real three and a half star. I have not had anything go above just being. Yeah, it was pretty good. 
I really like um, I really like the world that like that person has built. I think the, I think the power system is pretty cool. Um, does it get like does it like kind of break its own power system at um, some point? Not that I've seen. That's good. It seems like everything that they are doing is within the restraints of what they are is what they have what they have established. It's just you know varying levels of that power and. Uh, there is, and the arc they're currently getting into uh, is about religion. Awesome. Specific- oh, and Fire Force too. I've been yeah, reading Fire specifically. Fire it's about specifically it's about a guy who is kind of an inquisitor. That's badass. Yeah, it's but it's neat. Uh, do you want to drop in the news now? Uh, yes, it does have Marine Watch, and then on to the news. So I got a couple things. You got a couple things. Yep. Uh, we'll start with. Arthens. Uh, so, first up, Manga Rock is shutting down. Woo! Yes, Manga Rock, for those who don't know, it is a website that uh, largely, that, that was, that hosted, you know, scanlated and illegally, illegally acquired, like, uh, translated images of manga, of manga pages. Yep. Uh, it, it is one of the it's one of the many sites that does this, and was one of the and was one of the bigger ones to do it. And um, they, it seemed like out of nowhere, uh, someone I don't know the person's name, uh, but they called them out and was like, "Hey, this is a this is something that is online that you can pay for, and you're hosting it for free." Uh, Manga Rock then responded, "All right, we took it down." And then that person said, I want you to take all my work down. And they did. But then that just turned into a shitstorm. And a bunch of creators came out on Twitter uh, talking about how their work is up there without them even being asked to be on there. And then uh, a buddy of mine named Zach made a video uh, talking about the whole thing. And it got a lot of traction. Like a lot. And shortly after, Manga Rock... uh, announced that they were shutting down, but I don't believe them. I think what they're doing is they're going to do a soft uh, closure. And then once the fires are, you know, died down back quietly. So anyway, in, so for the actual details of this, uh, so yeah, in a statement uh, given to uh, the Jcast news website, uh, the Manga Rock website, as we- as well as uh, the as well as the um, Not a Basement Studio website, um, they well they they were inaccessible to certain people. Um, specifically, uh, yeah, it was originally called out by Anime News Network as yeah, they're, yeah, they're down and inaccessible. What actually it is is that the website is um, early inaccessible to if a user's internet browser has Japanese or Korean options available or en- enabled. Ah, but the website is still accessible to other places. Yeah, I just got I just got the app downloaded. I can access it and access a bunch of manga. So yeah, uh, but anyway, so not a basement studio told Jcast News um, about like the start of the manga rock project as well as other stuff, saying in a statement, "quote At the time, we didn't understand the manga industry, and we didn't know the origin of the scanlations, including things without official licenses." As time has passed, we have come to understand the damage being incurred by manga creators and publishers. 
Moreover, as Mongaroth's popularity increased more and more, the damage also increased. Therefore, we are deeply reflecting on our role in accelerating the popularity of scanlations, and we give our heartfelt apologies to the victims, manga creators, and publishers. As a result, we plan to shut down our scanlation website and app. We also recommend that similar scanlations websites, there are many, shut down as well. We are truly sorry for, for causing problems for the manga industry. So, I mean, people getting up in arms about this, I completely understand. I think they could come back and in some official capacity because like even Crunchyroll started off as pirate site. Yeah. Like, like we talked about this kind of like in our, in the, like the initial interview we had where in the West, at least the manga and anime industries in the West are built off of piracy. Yeah, they are a hundred percent. Like even back in the VHS days, people would pirate and do fan subs on VHS. And I know for a fact, some series get picked up because of how popular scans are. But as a, as someone who buys, like, if you guys go to my YouTube, I have over a thousand volumes of manga. I have over probably 200 anime Blu-rays. I support the industry 100%. Yeah. It's not my job as the consumer. If I want something and it's not available to me in a legal capacity, it's not my job to just be like, well, I guess I just won't read it. Like, for, like, you know, I've talked about this earlier, Kingdom is one of my favorite manga of all time that will probably never get an English release because it's based off Chinese history and it's also 53 volumes long. So no one's going to invest that time or money into that. Uh, so that's really heartbreaking, but I can read it online for free on scan sites. And I, I'm kind of torn because I understand, you know, the mangaka uh, puts a lot of time and a lot of effort, you know, like literally, the manga artists, for people who don't know, kill themselves almost uh, because they work so much. Like, you, you could you could say that about like half the fucking manga artists. Out there. Like how many? It's it is kind of a joke around here at this point that Ishiro Oda is gonna fucking die before he finishes One Piece. Or or like look at um uh to is it Togashi who does Hunter Hunter? Like that dude's like a broken down man. Like he takes those long breaks because he is very sick. Yeah. So. At one hand, I get that. They're killing themselves for it. But at the same time, I'm missing out on so much. And just from a art pres preser uh, preservation. preservation standpoint, uh, a lot of this stuff is going to be lost to time. Like, no one's going to have this. It's going to be gone forever. And that's kind of scary. Like, that's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, I mean, if like, one, you know, like... I'm trying to think of a series like, for instance, Vinland Saga that almost got canceled here in the West uh, because it just wasn't selling well. Uh, and now it's selling well enough. You know, it's got a good it's got a pretty amazing anime coming out. Uh, but. OK, so a better sorry, so a better example would be Eden. Uh, it's a manga that Dark Horse put out. It was 18 volumes. I dropped it at 14. Uh, it's one of my favorite stories ever written. And the way I finished the series was uh, with self-publishing the rest of the books. The rest of the four missing books, you can put them up on Blurb, which is a Canada-based company, and you can buy the volumes. You know, I, I just got the I just got the scans, made them into a book format, and bought them. And that sucks because again, Dark Horse dropped it, and it's now it's lost. You know, now it's out of print. Now that series is probably gone. So these scan sites have some importance to them like like there's a reason why i feel like manga and anime is one of the only mediums 
that are so against any kind of piracy when in actuality piracy could help them out a lot. Mm -hmm. Like you look at video games, you know, like people are buying games and dumping them online because they want to, you know, they want to have that forever. Like they want to preserve that stuff forever. And I really wish manga and anime fans understood that and got that, you know, like through their head and, Ki- like you know, kind of support it. Like don't tra- like don't do what Manga Rock did and charge people to read stuff for free. Yeah, that's the that, that's that's the rub right there. Like if if Manga Rock was just like the standard kind of like a like other websites like with the way you mentioned, that would be one thing. But the fact that they were like, hey, come on over here and pay us some money so you can read these things, that's real scummy. I mean, to go back to the whole discussion about like you know, like for instance, you you know the anime macross right yeah i got a lot of shit because i got a a ebay uh shop sponsored a couple of videos and they sent me a bunch of bootlegs and one of it was every macross series that's out and one of my friends was like you should just go buy macross i'm like i already own the official macross dvd but it's just one there's like seven series and harmony gold has blocked anything else coming out for decades so it's like do i wait until i'm like 60 to experience this wonderful series, or just get the bootlegs. And same with uh, Neon. Uh, same with uh, Neon Genesis. That's out of print. I thought Netflix, you know, when they picked up the rights, someone would republish it, but they didn't. And then Netflix went and changed the dub, went and changed the ending song. Uh, so it's like the this something that is that was what something I saw originally isn't the same anymore. So I went ahead and picked up the bootlegs for that too. And with manga, manga rock, you know, uh, I used it once or twice and I found a bunch of series that I never heard. And they definitely hold their place. Like I found, um, uh, I found Baki, the grappler through manga rock. Uh, and I found Kinshina, Kinshina through manga rock. And since then, you know, I've bought an, official you know baki dvds and uh kenshin got an anime on netflix i made sure to watch that i've supported it the yeah, legal ways that i possibly can yeah it's the it's the thing that like the idiot industries don't seem to understand is they 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 report and act as if each pirate like, like each pirated copy of the thing is one lost sale which more often than not it is it, it like it is it's not one lost sale. It is usually gaining you sales because the people who pirate this shit, they aren't going like they probably weren't going to buy it in the first place because they couldn't like like a lot of these people are like either on strapped or like on fucking strapped incomes or they don't want to risk the financial investment into a thing that will end they might end up hating. So they'll go like, all right, yeah, I'll check this out, check this out online, and then oh, I this is really good. Let's fucking buy that shit. I mean, that's what I did with uh, Way of the House Husband. Like, that's coming yeah. out uh, in a couple weeks. I read the first five chapters on scan sites and loved it. And loved it enough to where I pre-ordered it. And I think, yeah, there are people who are only going to pirate stuff. That's just how they are. That's just like the way that they think. They pirate games. They pirate anime. They pirate manga. Yeah, but that's not but yeah, like that's not a lost sale. That was never a sale in the first place. Yeah, that was never a sale in the first place. And then there's people like me who spends way too much money than I should on shit. And I will buy everything that I like if it's out, you know, officially. Like I bought that Legend of the Galactic Heroes box set. 
You know what I mean? Like I could have just watched yeah. it on high dive. But I spent, you know, I, I dropped. Oh god, I spent so much money on that thing. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> like I try to support where I can. Um, the the easiest way to do it right now, actually, uh, Viz Media they started putting out uh, the the Manga Plus app where it's just all right. Yeah, we're releasing these things. Day date with Japan. The chapters are free for a while, and then we and then if you want to get that, if you want to get access to the like essentially they release like the first like two or three chapters for free, and then the newest chapter for free. If you want to get the if you want to get the middle stuff, you have to pay for it. That also scares me because a lot of the stuff I am interested in, like a lot of my taste, are slowly turning into digital digital only titles. Yeah, the digital like, only stuff is the is the problem. But in terms of getting people into manga again, like that that, that like, is a very that is a very good. It's a very good thing, but my god, dude, I'm so scared for digital only. Like our future, if it's digital only, like I'll just quit reading manga. I, guess. I don't think it will be digital only. I don't think I don't think it'll be entirely digitally only. I think it will be digital first, print later. Like print will be you know, a, print will be a secondary thought that digital does well enough. One of those one of the publishers has Baki, but it's digital only, and that broke okay, my heart. That broke my heart. Like when I read, that's just had, bad. Had, that's just bad. Then they, had, I think it's Kodansha. They announced it like a year ago. Hey, we got Baki, and I was like, fuck yeah! And then I read the article, and I was like, oh god damn it. It's digital only. It's uh, again, not our job to know what's legally available or not. Like if it's if I go to Barnes and Noble or if I go to Right, I see. Oh hey, um, you guys don't have. I don't know. Let's say Kurosagi Corpse Delivery Service anymore. Uh, I'm gonna read the rest of it on scan sites. It's not my job to to worry about what's legally available or not so that's enough advocating for piracy moving on to the next piece of news <laughs> so Ichiro Oda while talking to a YouTube channel uh, for a for the release of the One Piece Stampede film has stated that he wants to end the manga within five years I feel like he said not that long ago that the series was like 70% done yeah yeah he, yeah a couple yeah, like I think last year or something he said it was about 70% done but that means nothing you know, I think I really like One Piece, and One Piece is I really good. This last this arc that they're currently in isn't very good. But the series that runs for ninety something volumes, I think, you know, there's going to be some hit or misses. For oh sure. yeah, like there's there's going to be a couple Davy back arcs. And uh, I think overall, what he's done with this super like it's an it's a fucking epic. You know, it's a yeah. super long running series. What he's done has been mostly good. Um, again, it's going to be so weird, like in the future, 10, 15 years from now, whenever it actually does yeah, when, finish. Yeah. Like to go, to go to like the fucking, to go like pick up whatever fucking manga thing you get, look through it and go on oh, no, a one piece this week. Oh wait. Right. I mean, to, uh, to be fair, I never thought, uh, walking dead would end and it fucking ended. I fucking, I prayed for it to end. And I think one day, you know, uh, even uh, uh, what's his name is returning to real. The guy who wrote uh, Taco, uh, Takahiko in a way. Uh, so Vagabond, there's a chance Vagabond. Finished. <laughs> you know, like I have hopes that Berserk, One Piece and Vagabond will be done in my lifetime. Like those are the yeah. three that I want to see finished more than anything. Yeah, I want I want to see Berserk get finished. But it's looking like less of a thing, considering that he just announced he's starting a new series. 
Okay, so he is just overseeing his uh, his his actual studio is doing it, and it's a one shot. It's okay. gonna be like a six. It's gonna be like a six chapter like short run series. It's gonna be like one manga volume. But he's not. He's just doing like the character designs. He's not actually like writing or um, doing each panel. You know, he's still working on Berserk. And did you read the last Berserk chapter? Yeah. I thought that time skip that you know that pretty decently long time skip uh, is going to help push things towards the uh, climax. I I'm wondering about that. Like it's like I'm actually wondering what the like how the climax will come about. That's that's the thing I'm mainly wondering because. Like with, cause like with uh with like Falconia Fantasia, what what's the fucking Griffin? I think it's I think it's Falconia. Yeah, with Falconia, I I'm running through like possibilities in my head, and I don't see like a very clear path to get guts in there to fucking try to cut up Griffith. What I like is that Skull Knight, um, Skull Man, <laughs> it made that sword out of the uh. uh out of the heads and when he went to cut griffith uh he like separated time space so now like it's all fucked up and him telling guts that was pretty like he basically told guts uh hey i fuck shit up so uh but yeah i mean oda oda's young though like for he's relatively young yeah oda's young and in like the last couple years he's been in the hospital every few months of just yeah this dude's fucking killing himself is he really been in, in the hospital? Yeah, like there there have been a bunch of times the last couple over the last couple of years where it's been like, eh, no one piece chapter this week. Uh Oda is in the hospital again. So he's forty four. Um, I could see him ending it when he's fifty. Yeah, according according to him, he said he wants to have it around a hundred volumes. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. You know? Um. For us in the states, at least, that's is 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 that the longest running manga series state wise? Like a state wise, wise? In- no, I mean just English published manga. Is that the longest series? Because Probably. there are series that are longer, like Gogo Thirteen, Hajime no Ippo, but they don't have English releases. I think so. Like probably, will, it might be. So that's gonna be a big deal when that ends. Oh yeah, like, like, One Piece. Well, no, one no, piece no like, gonna be huge. Well, yeah, like it's one of the big three over here. And um, honestly, I don't like Naruto yeah, like at all. That's I don't like Naruto at all. That's totally fine. But I like One Piece a lot. And I don't know if it's just because it's so quirky and so goofy. Um, but whenever well, no, that thing, is, like of the, that like of so the big sad. three, One Piece has been the one that's been consistently good. Yep. Like, like, say, like say what you will about like not liking Naruto and stuff. It got worse. Yeah, same kind of thing and with so Bleach. Bleach. Like, like with Bleach, um, Bleach started out as a Bleach started out as a very simple, straightforward kind of thing, and it worked. It worked for the first couple arcs, and then once once Eisen was like, "Hey, I'm evil, bye," things started <laughs> falling apart. Um, so do you want to go into the next piece of news? Uh, yes. So. Uh, Crunchyroll announced at Crunchyroll Expo. I. It's weird with it's weird having a studio have that much. Well, not even a studio, a fucking platform, have that level of power. It's, I don't. 
I, it might be it might be old world thinking, but that's like, hey everybody, welcome to CBS Con. I mean, it's like Rooster Teeth. Yeah, right? Rooster like, Teeth got Rooster Teeth got way fucking up its own ass. Like it's just it's so weird that Red versus Blue Company has a fucking co- dedicated to them. Like it's so weird. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so yeah, they announced uh, this past week that Rising of Shield Hero will be getting an additional two seasons. I knew season two would be like a for sure thing. They jumped out and said season three. I was like, oh shit, like, damn, all right. Yeah. For those that don't know, Rise of the Shield Hero is a divisive series. I like it. I mean, it's, I, an, it's, it's, it's an isekai, and I like it. I am reading it. It is not very good. It's all right. I enjoy reading it, though. Um, these last couple chapters have been retarded. <laughs> where the fucking giant bird lady shows up in a tank. Yeah. To fight the magic turtle. <laughs> yeah. And I actually read this recently, like like a criticism that I saw this thing. Um, Shield Hero doesn't develop characters. It just adds new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Like, it's like pretty much the only character that has had any, like, actual development has been our lead. He's gone from a... He's gone from a sullen doomer misanthrope to slightly less of a sullen doomer misanthrope. That's kind of, that's kind of the thing about the series. It has always been, to me at least, uh, the story of Naofumi going from a cunt to an asshole. Yeah. It's been the development of him into a real boy. And I think when I like reviewed the first episode of the anime... I had this weird paragraph in there where the thing that I, one of the things I kind of missed about the series is just the motivation of hatred. Cause like, um, like, cause like comparing that first episode of the first chapter, that first chapter from the second they show up and they see, Oh, you have the shield. There was that weird, like underpinning of, okay, something's wrong here. Now, how accurate is the manga to the anime? Uh, the anime, I it might be, it might hold close to the light novel series. I don't hundred percent know. Um, like like I said, I, I haven't I haven't read the I haven't read light novel. I'm mainly the manga guy, and yeah, like like with the like like the first episode, they mention like fucking they reference. I think Judas is twenty pieces of silver. Really? Yeah, like 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 as like when mine fucking says, "Yo, he raped me," and everyone's like, "Yeah, we believe her." Um, as, as Naofumi goes to leave, um, the, the spear hero comes up and goes, Hey asshole, I'm gonna talk to you. And so Naofumi like pulls out the coins he hid in his boot and throws them at him. It's like, Hey, these are for you. Like they're just silver coins, which that doesn't happen. So are you, are, um, are you excited for season two and three? No, not at all. Nope. See episode one of season one did nothing to actually hook me. It was a. I believe the rating I gave it was like two and a half out of five. Wow. Just like it was functional. And then I didn't watch anything else. Damn. So you're passing on that. And then I probably just won't have the time to actually read. Uh, I mean, I, I actually watched that series. So uh, 
You want to move on to the, the first piece of news I got? Uh, yes, moving on to yours. Uh, Star Blazers Space Battleship Yamato 2022 is getting a uh, is getting a sequel, uh, and it is going to be 2205. This so 22 um, and the 2109 was a remake of the original Space Battleship Yamato series, and um, which recently Star Blazers got a omnibus. Uh, Printing here in the states by Dark Horse, uh, they're nice two in ones. Um, this is I'm really excited for this because this is one of the times where I think a remake has uh, got was better than the original series. Like I think it's phenomenally well animated. Uh, it's a great story, and overall, I twenty two twenty two oh nine. I mean twenty two oh two was a little lackluster compared to twenty one oh nine. Or twenty one ninety nine. God, these fucking numbers are all over the place. Uh, <laughs> but I'm excited to see what twenty two oh five does, and I'm actually really shocked that they even greenlit another series because this the series is put out here in the West on Blu-ray and DVD, but I don't see anyone picking them up in haul videos. I don't see anyone discussing the series, so it's it's got to have a pretty dedicated fan base somewhere, you know. Yeah. So, uh. The other piece of news I have is Right Stuff is releasing more Gundam. Um, also, they announced a couple years ago that Gundam Seed Blu-ray box that would be coming. Uh, I got I respond I, I got a response from the head of Right Stuff, and he said it's coming out next year. So that will be coming out next year. Uh, they're also announced um, uh, that they will be putting out Mobile Suit Gundam NT, which I is really so, so sometime in 2020, which is really weird because. Uh, NT came out in theaters earlier this year in ja, in ja, uh, in Japan. They had a dub. They had subtitles done. The Blu-ray you can import it from anywhere, and it'll work on your Blu-ray player. It's already got the English stuff on it. Uh, and Right Stuff sold it on their store, so it must have been like a limited run. Um, it said collector's edition, but there was like no extras. It was just a Blu-ray disc. So I want to know what this is. Uh, they're also I mean, I know what the movie is, uh, but I just want to know what this version of it is. Um, right Stuff is also putting out Mobile Suit or After War Gundam X. Uh, it's going to be uh, coming out on Blu-ray. They put it out in 2016. It's a 39-episode series. Uh, and again, they're just filling in their gaps in Gundam. And I'm going to continue to buy it because I love Gundam. And I don't know how to spend my money correctly. And, Fair. Uh, you know, I love I love Gundam. I think Gundam is one of the coolest franchises. It's got such a rich, cool history, and uh, overall, I think um, I think after War uh, after War Gundam X is pretty okay. Um, but again, I don't know how to uh, save money, so I'm going to be buying that as soon as possible. Oh, and right. Then, uh, and then you want to talk about is this our last piece of news? The My Hero Academia. Uh, what's the hero hacker stuff? Uh, new trailer uh, avails blue and count song cast. Eh, I don't really give a shit about. Hey, here's the here's the new ending song. I don't fucking care about that shit. <laughs> I, My Hero Academia. You know, a lot of people shit on it and call it, uh, you know, tropey, and I think it does a lot of tropey stuff. But my God, does it just? It hits those tropes perfect. You know, like it does a lot of tropey stuff, but it does. But it also like subverts some tropes. It has it has like well rounded, interesting characters. It has a fleshed out and realized world. 
Like, if people are complaining about the, tr- if people are like only complaining about the tropes, then they are looking for a reason to complain. Yeah, that's true. But I think that's it for news, man. Uh, you wanna, you wanna wrap this up because I got an interview, forty-five minutes. I'm super excited about. Yep, that's gonna be doing for this week. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks' time with more of this shit. Uh, thank you so much for having me, and I'm well, I'm glad to be in this podcast every two weeks. Uh, yeah, um, uh, you can find more from Flip uh, in, on his Twitter and YouTube channel. You'll be able to find links for it down below. Thank you very much, and uh, I will be doing some uh, pieces for the site as well. I'm gonna, right now. I am currently brainstorming a Ultraman piece where I'm going to talk about the manga and how it calls back to every single Ultraman franchise so far. And I am trying to work up the courage to overcome anxiety about writing anything. Yay! So, yep, have, have a good one, guys. Take care. Yep, we will. Yep, anyway, until then, though, I'm dead. And I'm Flip Otaku. We'll see you guys next time. See ya.